play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot cope with him. Can't do it. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Maligno. With me tonight is the one and only Josh Crocker. Now that I say that, I kind of wonder, are you the only Josh Crocker that you know of, Josh? Definitely not. I've Googled my own name and there are a surprising number of Josh Crockers. (laughs) That's what I thought. So with me is one of many Josh Crockers. What's up, Josh? Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. Is there a lot of Josh Crockers like nearby? Or are they like all over the place? No, okay. no, they they're scattered all okay. over. <laughs> okay, I, I had a unique name. Have you ever checked that for your name? I have, but it usually just comes up like with my dad because he's got the same name. Oh, yeah, that that would happen, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I usually see. But I guess there's a lot of Josh Crockers. Yeah. I thought about it as soon as I said, it, I was like, maybe it's not the one only, but it's all right. Still, still good, man. You're still one of probably fifty. Maybe probably. <laughs> that, that, that puts you in decent company, you know. Um, we don't have Adam this episode. Uh, we've sent him to the pup list, the PUP list, physically unable to perform. Um, I mean, let's let's first let's go word for word with what he told us, right? He said in the group chat, Josh, with me and you in there, he said, I pulled a muscle in my back or my chest. He's not sure which one. Or yeah, working out yesterday, and I have been struggle city today. I'm just saying that if I called in and said I have the cold or a flu, my it's a little sketch. <laughs> it's a little sketch. Like you're not sure if it's your chest or your back. I don't know, man. We're thinking maybe there's something else going on here. Nobody knows what Adam's doing tonight. Yeah, we're not sure. We're not sure. I mean, back or chest? Would that really put you out of a podcast for a half an hour to an hour? I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it either questions your dedication to the to the clock dodger listeners. The, the fans, the family out there, or, you know, something else going on in Adam's life. Who knows, man? Maybe he's on a secret date. He doesn't want to tell us because those things come and go, you know? He doesn't want to get amped up about a, a girl or uh, some kind of opportunity. I don't know, man. We'll have to find out more next week when hopefully Adam is recovered from chest or back injuries. Um, we're not sure which one it is. Either way, we hope he gets better. You guys should definitely hit him up on Twitter at the other FF guy and tell him you're sending positive vibes his way. You're praying for him. If you if he needs a physical trainer for a week, you're gonna spot him the money for that. We don't want Adam out here getting hurt in the chest or back. He's not even sure. He's not even sure. So hopefully Adam gets better soon. Hopefully it's not a big deal. Hopefully we have him next week. Uh, Josh, who knows, right? Who knows? I hope he gets better or figures out what's wrong with him. I agree. I agree. Or the date goes really well. Anyway, uh, right now we're usually in the dark depths of the offseason, right? I feel like it's a little different this year because of COVID. I could be wrong, but I just feel like, you know, there keeps coming news and players are signing and guys are out there that can still be signed, but they're like they're not being signed. And then we get this news with like spring training or, you know, like training camps or, you know, this and that. It feels like there's just there just keeps ending up being something that we have to hear about. Um, so I feel like it keeps the NFL in the news more, even though there's not a lot of sports in general happening. Um, do, do you, does that make sense, uh, Josh? Yeah, even Antonio Brown got back into the act. <laughs> yeah. Even, yeah, we we did say he's been out, you know, missing an action lately, and he's out here dropping new hits. Um, talking about he's got money. He's got a whole lot of money. Yeah, he's got a lot of money. So we're glad that we know that. Um, and so yeah, there's a lot going on. So I feel like I wanted, I do want to start with, you know, COVID and Corona and everything because there's a lot of stuff happening right now with it. Um, reading this straight from I, I forget it i think it was i don't even know what article i got it from now could have been espn could have been nfl.com but it says the nfl and the nfpl uh, nfpl a announced monday that they have agreed on covid19 testing protocols because everyone keeps asking you know what's going to happen how how often are players going to get tested or guys going to be failing um i did read somewhere that it said like 90 something players have tested positive since they started doing this like four months ago um, but, uh, and that doesn't mean they're all, you know, sick or anything still, but just they've tested positive at some point or another. Um, it says players and team personnel will be tested every day for the first two weeks of training camp. <laughs> seems like such craziness. And then every other day, as long as their team's positive test rate is, uh, remains under 5%. So 
Uh, they also said the league and the union have agreed to eliminate all preseason games this year and reduce training camp roster sizes. So this is a lot of stuff. This is a lot of stuff, man. And then I think to ignore it and to act like it's nothing at all meaningful is crazy. Um, but what what are your thoughts on this like initial information that's coming out right now about it? Like, do you feel good about it? Do you feel like, man, this is going to get ugly fast? Like, how, how do you feel like the NBA has kept it pretty under wraps, man? Like they did this whole Orlando bubble thing, which obviously the NFL is not going to do that type of situation. But I mean, they've kept Corona under wraps in, in that little bubble area. Um, do you think this is going to get crazy, though? I think that they'll probably be able to to handle it just when it's just the players. Like Now, fans in the stands are going to be a whole other issue but they're not talking about that yet so i yeah i think they have a chance yeah i I think so too i think i think the nba experiment you know has gone well uh again it's a different situation and i I don't expect fans or anybody to be included in this but just speaking of a player type of thing i mean the nfl i feel like has more employees more kinds of you know things going on but we'll, we'll see how it plays out it makes me feel a little optimistic but not like I can't just be totally optimistic with it um, because it does seem like it's ramping up in other, in certain places and getting crazy in others. And I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see, but I just feel like it is important news for, you know, whether you're playing dynasty, whether you're playing redraft, I think it matters a lot. Like you'll, you'll never be able to predict these things or like, you know, put so, you know, too much credit into them. But I do feel like it's important to like kind of be mindful of, right. I mean, there's there's a lot that's going to go into play, and it's hard to really gauge it in any way, or to really you yeah. Know, just... I I've seen a few people come out with their thoughts on what the 2020 season is going to look like and how that impacts fantasy, but I I'm not ready to like drastically change a draft strategy or trade away top players for depth just so I you know can maybe field the lineup. I this this year is going to be chaos. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. It might be one of those throwaway years, which sucks because there's so much work that we've put into it and everyone, you know, puts into this and there's money on the line and all kinds of stuff. And it just it would suck for it to be a, you know, complete wash. But hopefully they get it um, together. Uh, You know, we I did we for as far as like topics for the show go, because, again, we're in this weird offseason, but the show, we cover everything right. Redraft Dynasty. So you did some reaching out for topics, questions, suggestions from the clock Dodgers, you know, the listeners out there on Twitter, you got some great responses. So I wanted to include them like we always do. However, I didn't want to do it like, uh, you know, a mailbag or, you know, listener questions. I wanted to kind of infuse it into the show a little bit. So I figured, um, we got a bunch of them. Um, some people gave a whole bunch of them, you know, one person. And then, then there was different people who gave like one or two. Um, I, obviously we can't do every single one. If someone gives like, f- you know, five, we can't do them all in one show. But um, I tried to squeeze at least one from everybody, I believe, on here. Hopefully I got everybody. If I missed you, I'm sorry. We will get you into other episodes. Um, but I wanted to use them in trust issues. Um, I thought it'd be a little, a little funner, a little different, a little funner. It's not a word. A little more fun um, for us to try to do that. So we're going we're gonna to take those listener questions, topics, suggestions. Um, they may not have been worded exactly like this, but we're going to try to fuse them into trust issues. Josh, you down for that? Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. So the first trust issue that we have here, inspired by, by our boy Austin at Austin underscore G underscore H, who's also his grandmother left us a review. Shout out again to Austin's grandmother. Um, his his trust issue here is uh, inspired by him is Rams tight end Tyler Higby is a trap this season. Um, do you trust that or do you have trust issues with Tyler Higby um, this season, Josh? I, I have Tyler Higby is not a trap in my opinion. So Tyler Higby finished the season with five tight end one weeks, which is pretty spectacular. Like I don't think that that happens without it being a very good player. And what he did with that role is just more than what we ever really got out of Gerald Everett. So he, he took a role that Everett had, did more with it, popped in a big way, and I don't, I don't know why that would be a bad thing to invest in. Right. No, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. I will say trust issues for me um, in, in the sense of this depends on how much faith you're putting in Tyler Higby. Um, because I don't, I don't just pass up Everett. I still believe in Everett. I still believe he has a lot of opportunity here. Um, I, I feel like things that have come from the coach have leaned that way. I feel like things that he's, he's performed when he, when he's been healthy, um, so I, I feel good about, about Everett too. So I can't give Higby all of the love. So if you're drafting Higby to be, um, or if you have him and you're expecting him to be, you know, this 
top, top, top notch guy that he that he had for a little while here last year, um, then I think it's a trap. But if you're being realistic about it, then I think it could be okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I think that we're gonna get some point in the season where you where you get a four or five game run hot stretch of Tyler Higby, and I think that that might just be what the Rams offense does. Like Cooper Cup started the season very hot, week around week eight. He fell off. Robert Woods and Tyler Higby finished hot. So if that's your expectation, I think you're going to be happy with what you get. Right. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, like I said, I feel I feel pretty good about Everett this year, too. So I feel like you're going to get an Everett game two, three here or there sprinkled out throughout the year. Um, I don't I don't know if any of these guys, if I feel like super, super confident on a week-to-week basis that they're going to go out there and, and tear it up. I mean, I, I just don't know where it's going to come from. And I feel like you're going to get players who are hot one week and not the next week. Um, and just that position is, you know, they even added a, another one in the draft. Um, Bryce Hopkins, I believe it was. Um, so, I mean, they, they like their tight ends, man. So I don't know why they would lock in on Higby all the way with healthy other options there. Um, so I think he's going to have a good year. I just don't think that I would want to start him, you know, every single week, full confidence and not, you know, cringe a little bit <laughs> if, he's getting, if he's getting snaps i would be willing to to put him in a starting lineup you know assuming you don't have an obviously better play like right. Travis or something like that but right. if he's on the field i think he's going to pull volume and continue to produce well there you have it austin we're a little bit split here on this guy man we're a little split on higby he, josh trust trusts him a lot i have some trust issues i'm a little concerned it's like you know when someone, it's like this is a situation where if you have a kid or a significant other and they always tell you, they're always telling you, you're asking questions and they're giving you answers, but you're just not sure if it's the truth. Um, that's where I'm at with Tyler Higby right now. Just it sounds good, it looks good, but I'm just not sure all the time if it's the truth. Um, there might be some white lies sprinkled in with Tyler Higby. So, um, yeah, I have a little bit of trust issues. Um, let's move on to the next trust issue. This one was inspired by our guy Dookie, the greatest name on Twitter. Uh, at Dookie Hogu. I always want to say Hogu. I always want to say Hogu, <laughs> I, I say Hogu uh, but it's Hogu, I believe. Uh, Dookie Hogu, at Dookie Hogu. Uh, he said, uh, again, this was inspired by him, the Washington football team's quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, has the ceiling to be a quarterback one, QB one. Trust or trust issues, Josh? Uh, big time trust issues? Big time. <laughs> so, like, I, I, went, I went, I looked back at... Um, other rookie quarterbacks who have had a similar season in terms of the the AYA, their adjusted yards per attempt, and then I set a floor of like 150 attempts. And they also had to be picked in the first 15 picks of the draft. Okay, so similar draft capital, similar first season. The names I got back were Mitch Trubisky, Ryan Tannehill, Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, Andrew Luck and Haskins. Hmm. There's some good names in there. There is. There is. But the, there was there was some differences too. Like Andrew Luck and Carson Wentz both threw so many more passes their first year. Like the volume was over double. So I, I'm not sure they really are a fair comp. I, I think that Haskins has like a one in 10 chance. And that's probably being generous of, of having a QB one season. You said a one in 10. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So trust issues for you for sure on that. Um, yeah. With me. I, see, I like where, I like where Dookie's, you know, minds at here. I, I, I like thinking about this. Um, he has a lot of, a lot of fun weapons. First of all, um, you know, I love McLaurin Sims. I love Sims. Um, and then he's got, you know, the, the running backs that they all stay healthy. They drafted some weapons. So, I mean, I like I like what he has. He's got a new coach in there, you know, hopefully a new football team name, uh, some new people up in ownership and management. So, like, this team feels like it. Ha- I, I want it to do better. Um, but QB1 is a lot to ask for. And I just don't know. I think, I think it's putting a lot on Haskins. Um, I would say if you trust – Dwayne Haskins, or if you want to believe that he has a QB one, I don't think he's that expensive, right? Um, so you can definitely gamble on that. Um, but to but to but to put stock and trust that his ceiling is a QB one uh, would be risky. It's kind of like a nice ceiling in your ha- in a new house. It looks really great, and then it starts leaking after a month. Um, I don't know, man. I have trust issues with that. Um, so yeah, trust issues for both of us on Dwayne Haskins having a ceiling 
of QB1. Um, but again, if you want to take that gamble, the price isn't that crazy. So you can do that. Um, shout out to Dukey for the Dwayne Haskins question. Um, the next one we have here, a third trust issue inspired by another Josh, not a Josh Crocker though. Um, uh, Mr. Fusion fantasy. I, I love to actually say, I like to say it backwards. Fantasy fusion. It pisses them off. Um, AKA you may know him as at generally, generally underscore aware on uh, Twitter. So this one was inspired by him when he sent over to us. Um, and it's buying undervalued good wide receivers who have bad quarterbacks throwing them the ball is, is good for your fantasy team. So again, undervalued good wide receivers, they're getting undervalued because the quarterback who's thrown in the ball is perceived as bad or not that good. And that's a good value, a good good place to find some profit on your fantasy team. Do you trust that 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 strategy, Josh, or do you have trust issues with it? I think the I think I like the idea in general. So so just last year we had Allen Robinson was the PPR wide receiver eight. His quarterback was not great. DJ Moore was the wide receiver 15, and he had, uh, you know, worse quarterback play probably. <laughs> Cortland Sutton was wide receiver 19. And then we can argue about whether or not Godwin and Evans had good quarterback play. Mm. So I just don't think that, that it should result in a wide receiver being discounted as much as like Keenan Allen is. Right, right, and yeah, and that, that makes sense. I mean, he did mention Keenan Allen as kind of his focal point, or you know, reasoning for asking this or bringing this up, and he also mentioned guys like McLaurin, Hilton, um, that were in similar situations to this Crowder. Um, so there is a lot, you know, there's a lot of, I don't, I don't know how to, how to put it, but there's there, there's a lot of evidence behind this, I guess you could say, um, that makes you feel like you should trust this. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I it, it is there, so. And, and, and I see why their values, right? I mean, it's not that they're bad wide receivers. It's just that the people draft and perceive that they don't have a good situation going on. Um, but, you know, most of us know, and it's kind of a, you know, history repeats itself. The data shows it. Like you just mentioned these a bunch of these players that, you know, good players will still get the ball, right? Even if the team loses games, even if the quarterback isn't that great, like they're usually going to do enough to be valuable, right? Um, so yeah. I, I, I trust this one. I trust this strategy. Um, or those players that you know are considered undervalued, like you're like you're mentioning, and he mentioned Keenan Allen. Um, that's a big time undervalued wide receiver who has people who are questioning the quarterback, even if it's the rookie, they're questioning that quarterback. So no one feels good about really, no one feels crazy about any of the options in San Diego, whether it's the veteran that's filling in, whether it's the rookie that comes in to, to replace him. Um, and and Allen is a value. You know, is there another guy or any other guys you could think of like that off the top of your head, really quick? Well, I wanted to talk about. Like this was the same argument that was leveled against Kenny Galladay last year, and it wasn't that Stafford was bad. It was just that the Lions play slowly and tend to be a low volume offense. And Kenny Galladay did pretty well. Like like the the size of the offense doesn't keep someone from being a, a wide receiver one. It, it's it's whether or not they're good enough to to absorb the volume that's there. So I think with Keenan Allen, if they can even get Tyrod up to 500 attempts, I mean, that would be a career high. But but also the Chargers are a different team than Buffalo. So yeah. if, if they can even get to that level, I think Keenan Allen's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's guys. I mean, look at even Landry, right? Like he's had some bad teams and he's always – you know, done really well. And again, he's undervalued to people, you know, in fantasy. Yeah. Um, so he's another one of those guys who have showed that, you know, put me with any quarterback, put me with any offensive situation, any coaching system. And like, I'm just going to get the ball. <laughs> like it is what it is like down years, up years, doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, I totally trust this. Um, and I think there's a lot of value, you know, to be found in, in, in those situations. So this is a trust for me, man. This is a trust. Um, before we move on to rank them, did you have anything else to mention about any of these trust issues, Josh? No, I, I like the question about about the the bad wide receivers, especially and or the bad quarterbacks. That I, you know what I'm trying to say. Yes, sir. And, and I feel like it it has opened my eyes a little bit to some wide receiver value that's out there. Yeah, I like, I, I, I agree that it has. And is do you, do you feel that there is a danger with that strategy? Also, like, is there anywhere you can get yourself in a lot of trouble? You think? 
Yeah, I mean, well, if a wide receiver gets Mason Rudolph, that, <laughs> that doesn't work. There's a line we all draw somewhere, yeah. and it's a Mason Rudolph line. Um, <laughs> so definitely avoid your Mason Rudolph lines. Um, all right, let's move on to rank them. Um, you put some good ones here together, and uh, you want to explain – uh, just basically explain the basis of why you know the ones that we got here, the setup that we have here, and we'll go and rank them over. So I just took a look at last year's PPR season totals and listed the 12th, 13th, and 14th player at wide receiver, running back, and tight end so that we could just talk about a player that's being undervalued right now and has a, a decent chance to return that, that top 12 type of a value okay that, that, that makes sense and so looking at this i mean you can look at it from either way right um all these guys i mean you can look at it from a dynasty perspective it's probably easier looking at it from redraft um so i say we approach it that way um so the first group we have here fringe ones you have jarvis landry who was the wide receiver 12 tyler lockett who was 13 and robert woods who was 14 um i'll let you go for this first josh and i'll follow up man I feel like Jarvis Landry is the player that is going to punish me the most for being wrong about him. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to correct for this. So I would go, I would go Landry one. And then I think Tyler Lockett is, is a great player who kind of exists outside of the rules of volume, but he has a DK Metcalf problem. So, so for me, he's, he's third on that list. Interesting. I'm I'm interested by that because you feel like he has a DK Metcalf problem. Cooper Cup is not a Robert Woods problem. Yeah, I, he is, but, but <laughs> I've seen your boy like, Higby. Yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe Robert <laughs> Woods' problems are bigger than Tyler Lockett's. DK Metcalf's pretty big, though. Yeah, and he is. He is pretty big. <laughs> I, I I do. I'll jump in here and say I do feel Landry number one. He's just been disrespected for too long here, so I definitely like him as as the top of this list. Um, I would actually go Lockett then Woods. Um, I understand we all love Woods and like he's super underrated. He's one of these undervalued guys that we're kind of mentioning a little while ago here. Which, I mean, depending on, I guess on how you feel about golf, but Robert Woods has been always you know just never given enough credit, and he's always performed. Um, however, I do feel like if you say Higby is going to be what you think he is, and we expect Cup to do what he's done. Um, you know, the running back situation kind of weird, right? They just came out and said that they're going to be using all four backs or, you know, a, a committee here. Um, I'm not sure I totally buy it. Um, but yeah, Woods would give me some pause, you know, compared to the other two on the list. I, I feel just a little more confident in Landry and Lockett. And, I, and it's weird because this is a group who really kind of gives you no reason to be scared or worried, minus injuries or anything like that. Um, but I, I, I would put Lockett above Woods. Um, so I kind of like him in the order that you have him listed here already that they ended it last year. Um, but if you have a last minute argument for Woods over Lockett, I would love to hear it. No, I like it. I okay. like Lockett over Woods because, you know, Lockett is the type of player that can do a Will Fuller in DeAndre Hopkins' shadow. Right. You know, so and, I I, think- and I do love me some Russell Wilson, man. So it yeah. gives me a little more confidence. <laughs> Um, I feel like Russell Wilson at this point has kind of like, I feel like he's got a, I don't know, like he's never bad or anything, but I just feel like, I feel like he always plays with like a chip on his shoulder. I always feel like he, we're not giving him enough love ever. I could be wrong. Yeah, just, he's like asked to accept the idea of playing a, a run first offense every year. Like that's just, that alone is so much disrespect. Like that's. <laughs> it's crazy. And, and he's like a team player, right? That's the impression I get. He's like, yeah, I support this. I we're, I like what our coaches are doing. I... <laughs> Everything. But it's like at some point, like, come on, man, take this shit over. Take the show over, man. Tell them what's up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. But I, I do like it in that order. Um, the next grouping you have here is Chris Carson at 12, another Seahawk. Um, then we got Joe Mixon, 13. Todd Gurley was 14. Um, so I'll let you start this one off, too. So, for me, it would be Gurley, like, way behind. Way, way behind. I just – I do not like the old running back changing teams. Uh, you know, the Falcons running backs didn't do a whole lot last year as it was. I don't – I just – I don't like it with Gurley. I would go Mixon number one. I think he maybe deserves to be a first-round pick. And then Chris Carson is just like 
He's like Jason Bateman, man. Like he—he's not the <laughs> sexiest name, but like he just owns every movie that he's in. That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Now, see, so so Mixon, I get number one, right? I mean, there's people who believe he's top ten this year, right? Like he'll finish in the top ten. Um, so he—he's—he's he's the one that seems easily to say he would, you know, exceed any of this grouping. Um, Todd Gurley and Chris Carson are are interesting because I've seen Todd Gurley get a lot of love. And the weird thing with fantasy is like you see guys get a lot of love sometimes and you don't know if it's an ADP thing, if it's just, um, you know, kind of like he's the dark horse, like people are kind of down on him or they forgot about him. So those other fantasy player, you know, fantasy owners want to lift them up and kind of like make it their guy. Um, so you're never really sure where it's coming from or if it's just guys who truly believe, you know, um, he's put in a lot of work this offseason, you know, to return from injury. Obviously, the Falcons wanted him. They have a, a hole there for him, so you would assume that he would get a lot of work. Um, you don't fear any other guy in the backfield or him losing to anybody, I don't believe. Um, so it, it's funny that you say just the age, right? I mean, that's the only concern you have that puts him behind Carson for you. It's just – it's it's old running back changing teams. Yeah. Like, I, With that said, do you feel super confident in Carson? Carson is so boring I, to me, man. He is so boring. No, I think Mixon's the only one here that really has a chance at being a top 12 running back. And I, I would expect like RB2 numbers out of Carson. And I would not, I don't think you're going to get that out of Gurley. Man, there's a lot of people mad at you right now. There's a lot of people listening like, well, what are you I'm talking wrong, about? I don't, I don't, I don't know if you're wrong. Um, I just think there's a lot of people that want to like see him win this year. Like they want to see him, you know, prevail and, and do what everyone thinks he won't. Um, Last year's examples of old running backs changing teams were Carlos Hyde and LaShawn McCoy, just off the top of my head. And neither one of them really did a lot for their for people putting them in their lineups. Yeah. I think Gurley's a little different. Um, I mean, he's had a he, – he has demonstrated more ceiling. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. yeah, man. Like I kind of want to argue with you and just put Gurley second just because you're so down on him. Because you're like way, way, way back. And it's like, oh, man. It's totally. Uh, and I've never really been like, you know, the Gurley guy, the guy that, you know, puts him in the forefront. But um, Chris Carson bores me so badly. Um, <laughs> I th- I'm going to go Joe Mixon, Todd Gurley, Chris Carson. I'm going to leave you behind and put Todd Gurley at second. That's fine, man. You can you live your life however you want to do it, man. <laughs> I'm curious who agrees with that. This might be the biggest contention of the show right here. I'm curious what people think. Chris Carson, Mixon, or Gurley. I'll ask this at some point. Uh, whether you're listening right now and you want to tweet at us, um, or I'll, maybe I'll put a poll up or something. I'm curious how you know how varied this one is. Um, we'll see. We'll come back to this one, Josh. We'll see what people think. Um, the last rankum that you have here, uh, let us know what it is, Josh. Okay, so <laughs> I don't have the show notes in front of me. This okay. guy is terrible. <laughs> so Tight ends, Josh. Do you know? Let's see how smart you are. Let's see if you got it on top of your head. Okay, so Mike Gusecki uh-huh. finished at tight end 12. Uh-huh. Greg Wilson, now a Seahawk, 13, and then Noah Fant was at 14. Very good, man. This how guy would you, is... How would you draft them this year? Unbelievable. I, I'm going to jump out here first, and I'm going to say something that you won't say. And I'm going to go with Noah Fant first. You're right. I would not say that. I'm going to go with Noah Fant first, Mike second, and Greg Olson last. That's that's completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that Gusecki has to be first here. That's why like, I didn't go with him, because I know that's what you were going to do. And, um, I mean, Fant's numbers weren't bad last year. Rookie tight end. Tight end fourteen in his rookie year. Like that's 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 not that's not bad. He wasn't bad last year, and that team added a lot of weapons. Now some may say, "Oh, they added a lot of weapons." How could you ever believe that Fant would do any better? And that's exactly why I think Fant will do a lot better. Another year of Drew Locke getting the system down, taking control of the team. Other weapons on this offense: Hamler, um, Judy, all, all, all these weapons. Sutton, another year in the system. Co- man, I just feel like, again, I'm a believer. I'm not the guy who's afraid of players because talent was added. I'm the exact opposite. Talent was added. Everybody gets lifted up. I see no reason why Fant won't do what he did last year or better. Um, you know, will that happen for Mike with a healthy Preston Williams, healthy Devontae Parker, 
you know, all, all, you know, different running backs. They're helping out Greg Olson. He's going to the Seahawks who have like every tight end works for them until they get injured. Um, so don't, will he stay healthy? We just talked about old man Todd Gurley that you didn't believe in. Will Greg Olson stay healthy? Will he not get outshined by one of these other guys who are coming back from injury? Will he be splitting with them? I don't know. I know these other two are the for sure starters. I don't know what Greg Olson will be. Um, hopefully he's the for sure starter. I mean, they signed him for a reason, hopefully. But um, yeah, I'm going to go Noah Fant and Mike, then Greg, man. Noah, Mike, Greg. I feel good about it, too. Mike's everybody's, the Mike's everybody's darling. It's too easy. I looked up their targets right now, and it was Gasecki led the way with 89, and then Fant was right behind him at 87 and was a rookie. Mm-hmm. And then Olsen, you know, missed some, missed some time, but he had 81. I don't, and, and he's changing teams. So I think for Olsen to be effective, he's going to have to do the Jimmy Graham thing and just rake in the red zone targets, and they got DK Metcalf. I just, I don't know. Listen, if you want Greg Olson to be good, you might as well just take Jason Wynn at that point. Because, um, no, nah, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad, but I don't know, man. I don't think it's uh, – I, I, I don't want to put my money on him to be top 15, so I won't be doing that. And, no, if that, man, we all knock – I mean, not knock, but we say the, the data proves or says that tight end rookie years are usually a waste, right? It's usually for nothing. It's usually yeah. not that good. So if, if a tight end finished top 14 his rookie season – the offense added a bunch of weapons. He's another year in the playbook. The offense is another year in the playbook. The quarterback, everybody, young team. Why would I not assume him to you know to do that or better? Asking these other guys to do it, who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Um, Mike and him are pretty close, though. I think you're splitting hairs probably with them, too. Um, we push Olsen way back and push those two you know, closer to each other. That's how I feel. I can live with that. You better live with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for Rankle. Let's move over to foul or no foul. Um, I have three of them today. Three foul or no fouls. Josh has not prepared for these. Obviously, he hasn't prepared for any of the show because he said he doesn't even have the show in front of him. That's okay. Foul or no foul will be no different than Josh. You prepared yourself for this. Um, Foul or no foul is the segment where I'm going to drop statements that I've either made up myself, found around the internet, seen someone say on Twitter, whatever it could be. And uh, we're going to see if Josh thinks they're correct. If the statement is correct, he'll say no foul. If he doesn't believe in them, there's a foul. Um, I'll, I'll play along as well. You at home, please play along as well. And uh, let's go with the first one here. I have three or more major fantasy stars will miss playing time due to COVID. Foul or no foul? No foul. Oh, so you think this is a lock? I mean, three, that just, yeah, that's, I feel like the over-under should be 10. See, I, I didn't want to go that high. I didn't want to go that high. It seemed too. It depends on what you call a star. Like, like when this guy misses time, everyone's gonna feel it. So ten's probably high for that. Like no, I, I mean, when I say, I mean, like one player in every league will feel it. You know what I'm saying? So like, I say major, like one of the certain quarterbacks. The starter. It's yes, a, a starter. starter. Yeah, I, I think five. Five is still a bet I would probably make. Interesting. So you say no foul. I, I want to say foul so bad. I want to believe that this is going to be like under wraps. I just don't know if it's possible, man. I just don't know. I'm going to say foul, though. I'm going to say foul. I'm going to say this This is craziness. The league goes super hard in the paint to keep the players safe. The players go super hard for themselves to keep themselves safe. The team cares so much about this. This is obviously an investment in business for them as much as it's entertainment for us. Um, so yeah, I say, I say foul. I say three, don't get it. Major players do not get it, Josh. You might be right. Like it, these guys should be able to avoid it. They should. Assuming they get a clean start. Until, where, until they fly a girl in from out of state. Huh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so they order some takeout that's not in the bubble. <laughs> going to be something that pops up on that radar. Um, we'll see. We've kept from getting it. We'll see, man. We'll see. I can't even protect myself, Josh. <laughs> even I've been infiltrated. <laughs> oh, 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 really quick, too. Like, shout out to everybody who, like, reached out after last week's episode saying, like, I hope your mother-in-law is good. I hope your family is safe. hope everyone's healthy. Like, I appreciate everybody reaching out just random after listening to the episode. Um, I really appreciate you guys. For an update, for anyone who cares, mother-in-law is doing well. She hasn't gotten any worse, so that's good. 
wife is getting tested tomorrow. Uh, and when you've listened to this episode, you may already be tested. Um, so we'll find out whether the whole family has been slandered with COVID or if uh, just the mother-in-law. But either way, thank you everybody for who was reaching out and showing love and support and positive vibes and all that good stuff. Now take that and flip it onto Adam and his chest slash back injuries. Um, let's move on to the next foul. I know foul we have here. Um, the team at Madden, the creators of Madden, right, Josh? Yeah. <sighs> you tell me. The team at Madden is correct for giving Rob, Rob Gronkowski a 95 rating on the yeah, game. So wrong. Foul That's, or no foul? It's a, it's a huge foul. <laughs> <laughs> like, once upon a time, that was true. But, like, this is a guy whose entire career has been up, down, up, down, healthy, not healthy. Like, I just don't understand how you could – could really look at him and, and feel like that's a safe bet. Maybe, maybe if you're making a video game, you just want Rob Gronkowski <laughs> to be really good, and that's fine. Yeah, they want those books to look super sweet. Um, I, If you were making the game, Josh, if you were on the Madden team, and someone's like, hey, Josh, we just put Rob in, man. It's a 95. What would you say? Hey, 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 hey. That's not that's not acceptable, guys. He should be a what? What, do, what would you feel okay with? He should be like the fifteenth best tight end. Whoa, man! I mean, that's how he played last year. He didn't play last year. It when he played. Okay. He played. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Okay, <laughs> he was he was thirteenth in targets, seventeenth in fantasy points over expectation per game, twenty eighth in racer. Like, you really gonna? I think there need to be at least twelve other tight ends that are better than him. Interesting. Interesting. So so no name. No no name recognition should just deserve some credit here. I, I I mean I respect your hard stance on it, man. I respect your hard stance. I wouldn't want to see my Raiders with you making the ratings because we'd have some low ratings. As worse than it already is. Darren Waller, I bet I don't I don't know what Madden has Darren Waller at, but I bet I would be more charitable. And I I might even be nicer to Hunter Renfro. We'll see. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> And Derek, I would definitely be nicer to Derek Carr than what I would guess Madden is Yeah, being. Madden's never nice to Derek Carr. Rob Gronkowski, we're sorry, man, but you don't belong in the 90s, that's for sure. So uh, you definitely got a nice bonus there, sir, for just being cool or something. I don't know. Um, hopefully uh, some other players. I've seen uh, – I love when players complain about it, though. It's awesome. Um, even Jalen Richard was complaining about his p- pass blocker rating on there. He was oh, complaining about his pass blocker rating. It's pretty serious out here in these streets. And the Raiders put out a video to Madden and said, hey, fix our guys rating at pass block. And here's some examples. And it showed him making some good pass blocks. He says he should be in the 90s or the 100s. They like totally disrespected the guy. Um, not overall rating, but just pass blocker rating. Um, so we'll see, man. These guys take it serious. You know, it Where is kind of. Like, doesn't that make him seem like just such a good teammate? It does. I, like. He cares a lot about pass blocking. <laughs> yeah, it's not like my rating's not good enough. He's like, my pass blocker rating's not good enough. That's not going to fly. He, like, dug all the way in there. I respect it. I respect it. Jo- Listen, Jalen Richard really likes to dig deep on him, on his reputation and uh, how people look at him. I mean, he even went after Adam. Remember on Twitter? You're right. Like, Jalen Richard does not let shit go at no, all. No, I respect it. I respect Jalen Richard out here defending his name in these Twitter streets. It's good. Good look for you, Jalen. Good he job. He really bro. is too. He's out here like searching his name. He doesn't even. He doesn't even matter if you tag him. He's searching his name. Like, what's up? Let me let search. See who's talking shit about me today. I respect the the dedication and you know to your reputation there, man. Protect that shit. Um, and and he's gonna let people know that we don't miss DeAndre Washington for all you weirdos out there acting like DeAndre Washington is better than Josh Jacobs and all these other ridiculous statements. Get out of here. Get out of here. Um, I'm not even gonna let Josh talk on that one after that, because he'll be like, "Yeah, the Andre Washington is actually good." Um, the last one I have here for foul or no foul, Josh. Um, the NBA and his fans will respond better. They have Black Lives Matter written on the actual courts, and players who are, of course, gonna kneel and do all kinds of stuff. So the the NBA as an organization and its fans are gonna respond better to all of this stuff, Black Lives Matter, the kneeling and all those kind of things, than the NFL will to any response they have this upcoming season. Foul or no foul. The NBA is just light years ahead of the NFL in terms of how to handle problems, aren't they? That's Way better. It. Especially social matters. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's the old man versus 
like, yeah, the NBA is definitely going to handle every problem better until something major changes in the NFL. It's crazy how it's so far apart. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, you guys are in similar spaces here. Like, you know, it shouldn't be this different. Like, is it Coke Pepsi different? It's more than that. It's more than that, right? I mean, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And the NBA typically, for the most part, gets a lot of things right. The NFL is so far behind at all points. And um, kudos to the NBA for doing that. Like I said, so far the NBA has done a lot of things right. I know they caught some slack for how they were handling the whole bubble situation, but it seems to have been working out. Players seem pretty happy at this point, and you know, soon we'll have games. So um, hopefully the NFL can follow in their footsteps in something and at least get the sport back on its feet. Um, all right, so that's it for Foul or No Foul. Let's get to our show and tell for the episode, Josh. Uh, for those listening, we hope Josh brought a show and tell because, again, he's – doesn't seem very prepared right now, but we got a Josh better than no Adam. So we can't complain. I will start show and tell our show and tell is where we bring something to the table. Like we did in elementary school to show our friends, to show our fellow classmates. It could be anything product, podcast, music, books, anything, advice, whatever you feel like telling everyone about. I want to share a Netflix show. Uh, it's somewhat new. At least it's new to me. I believe it's new. Generally speaking within like the last month uh, called unsolved mysteries Mostly about murders. You guys know I like murder stuff. <laughs> but they even throw a weird alien episode in there, which is kind of, it was kind of, I don't know, odd to be in there, I guess, after watching murder, 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 murder for each episode. But uh, <laughs> good show, well put together. Obviously, the stories are sad, but they're interesting. Um, I like these kind of shows because obviously it's called Unsolved Mysteries, which means at the end you're not going to get a resolution, which kind of annoys me a lot of times, especially on podcasts. I'm like, why is there no ending? Like, why did I listen for days or weeks and then not get an end to the story? But I do appreciate the fact that a lot of times they bring in like, after the fact, it brings tips, you know, like people watching or listening actually will know something or, you know, after 20 years, they either matured or feel bad or they uncover something or people listening, like actually, you know, deep dive into it and try to figure something out. So I like that it, does that right it has that aspect of maybe you left me hanging but people do sometimes tend to come out with tips and stuff and kind of solve cases and help crack these cases so um, i appreciate that but it's a good show man a lot of interesting stories weird stories like murders people disappearing who did it type of stuff I, like i said they did have an alien episode which was weird um because you watched like seven episodes in a row and then like one of the last ones is like about aliens and people being abducted and i'm like okay it's kind of like feels out of place you know like I get it's an unsolved mystery, but like, it's not like you were covering the Loch Ness monster and Bigfoot. You were covering like straight up murders and stuff until this point. So, it was a little weird, but it also got me thinking because it was like this town where everybody was saying like, "Oh yeah, I had this abduction experience." Like, all, everyone had this experience like on the same day or something in like Massachusetts or something. And like, whenever I hear stories like that, I'm like, "Get the hell out of here!" Like, you ain't abducted by shit. What are you talking about? But then I started thinking like, "Am I being too close minded?" Like. Is there a chance that anything has actually happened to any of these people? Like, it's did they really all set it up? Like, it's kind of weird, right? So, I don't know, man. You think I'm a little too close-minded to alien abductions, Josh? Or am I in the right place for doing that? I I don't feel comfortable saying that they've never happened. Interesting. Probably a lot of BS and, you know. More crazy. BS than not BS. Yeah, for sure. But I'm not comfortable saying that, like, all of them are. It's, so, it's just a weird thing to, like, like... I get it when we like agree, like, hey, UFOs may be out there and alien or some other life might be out there. When you start saying people were like had this weird experience, it doesn't mean I'm not saying like they had to be on like a spaceship or something, but just like this weird alien interaction of some sort. Uh, even if you don't see an alien necessarily, but like, oh, I seen bright lights. And then, you know, I and after five minutes, I feel like five minutes went and three hours went past and stuff. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to totally dismiss people and like you know, we've kind of made a human nature to like dismiss people when they say like, I've been abducted by aliens. But like, sometimes I'm like, damn, I don't really want to close all of you out because maybe there is some real shit happening and I'm kind of making people like, I'm one of those people that make you not a, like not comfortable to talk about something because I, I'm just going to dismiss you or laugh at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you say, Jane, like when you say, you know, uh, DeAndre Washington's better than Josh Jacobs, I just laugh at you. Like that kind of thing, you know, um, I'm treating those people like people who got abducted by aliens. I, I don't think you could ever even be a normal person again after getting abducted by aliens. <laughs> right. So you're going to be weird either way, right? Yeah. I think, I think you're just totally <laughs> like I, reality would just completely change. Yeah. I don't feel like we get a lot of UFO alien type stuff in Florida, but is Oklahoma have any kind of hotbeds for that kind of, you know, that kind of talk? 
You know, I don't think we do. We're we're just busy with tornadoes and hail. Okay. We're very weather centric here. I feel like you should be a UFO place. <laughs> because we have look, people who are doing meth for whatever reason <laughs> don't report UFOs. That's right, because they see them every day. <laughs> but, yeah. They're busy drop kicking people on the streets and stuff like that but uh yeah i mean I, I feel like it should be a place that is like one of those places but hey if you say it's not i have to respect your call on that man i don't know anything about oklahoma other than what you tell me and the oklahoma city thunder so um <laughs> yeah you got me there man um do you have anything for show and tell this week josh yeah okay so this is something i went and did and this is this is very covid safe okay mm-hmm before you know i got i got yelled at last week for saying that i went to a yoga class even though that was safe (laughs) it wasn't safe (laughs) it was very safe (laughs) so (laughs) i went to a drive-in the other night drive-in movie theater yeah so like people they're sort of parking spots you know and you just back a vehicle in they showed et you're allowed to bring in your own food and snacks they have stuff there it's it's fantastic, man. I I was like really missing the movies since all of this stuff has happened, yeah. and I felt like I pretty much got to go to a movie. Man, you're really living this uh, COVID life like at the max, man. Dude, you, why not? You're gonna be able to come out of this whole thing and say, dude, I did yoga. I went to drive-in movie theaters. Wow. I went to pools. You've what? done everything, man. And you should either be shamed for this or treated I, like a hero. And I don't know which one it is. Neither. Just neither one. Just a regular guy. Yeah, just a regular guy. Yeah. Driving the movie theaters were dead. I, I'm kind of curious, like, when we come out of this whole thing, because um, I feel like there's going to be some things that we bring out of this that maybe were dead before, uh, theoretically speaking. Like, they were dead. Like, we didn't use them a lot, like a driving movie theater. Like, we may bring that back, or there may be some things that we get rid of, like everybody not working from home or you know just like uh not like people wearing masks in public like i wouldn't i'm not opposed to it man like i know people get really mad about it but like i'm not opposed to that or like i'm curious the things that we're going to come out of differently from a like we're going to keep this or we're going to get rid of this type of idea you know what i mean yeah there's there's definitely going to be stuff that sticks and and i think it'll probably will be better for it yeah the last time i went to a drive-in movie theater was my first date ever with my wife i believe and i did not bring cash which i did not not know the movie theater did not accept card so i have a bad history of driving movie theaters because my first date was paid for by the woman and not myself because i did not think that they would not accept cards um so yeah i don't have a great experience with driving movie theaters which may be why they went away because they don't accept my card they like such a cash at the time. This is, this is a lesson about how like a mistake that you think is such a big deal is actually not. Right. It felt huge. It felt huge in the moment, Josh. Yeah, but you were okay. I overcame it. To yeah. no one's surprise, right, Josh? I mean, that's the life lesson right there. With this charm and good looks, how can you not, you know? Some people are blessed with more things than just fantasy football skills, you know? You must have you must have smuggled in like real good snacks. <laughs> I got some good stuff in there, man. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting experience. So yeah, no more driving movie theaters for me. But I respect your move to continue to live out here in these streets, Josh. Um, I can't I can't really go out, man. I feel guilty leaving this house with my you know situation here. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I got exactly. So I mean, what what is the deal with it? Like, if you had Corona, right? Say you were diagnosed with it at some point, or like like. Are you allowed to leave the house? You're not supposed to leave the house, right? I think you should be extremely careful at yeah. that point. I think it's after 14 days, then you can go out. But I still, it still feels weird because you're like, yeah, I know I had it. You know what I mean? Or I have it or whatever. Uh, it's a weird time we're living in, man. It's a weird time. I mean, I, I had it in the middle of March, and I don't think anybody else in my house got it. That's pretty good. That's a good thing to hear. So, you know, you can you can just be careful and Probably a, a good argument for not very many NFL players missing games. Yeah, they did say. I seen an article on CNN that said if you washed your hands, wore a mask, and social distance, like we would wipe out a lot of this without like vaccines and stuff. So it's interesting, man. We'll see how it uh, how it plays out. Because um, you know, some places it's ramping up. Some places it feels like it's not that serious. 
we'll see how this all ends. Hopefully everyone that's listening is doing good and it's healthy and in a positive place. Um, all right, man. You can be found on Twitter at JC Crocker. Anything new going on for you out there, Josh, on Twitter? No, I I will I will write again. <laughs> he will write again one day, folks. One day he'll be out there. Otherwise, you could just talk to him on Twitter. He's a great guy to talk to. Drive-in movie theater. You can talk about drive-in movie theaters. He's got all the information on Twitter that you need for drive-in movie theaters, yoga, pools during the COVID crisis. Um, he will walk you through step by step how to safely do these things. Although, I will tell you there is no way. Anyway, Adam on the pup list. You can still find him at the other FF guy because I'm sure he's still tweeting with a bad chest or shoulder or back or whatever it is. Maybe that's why he has a bad back right now. Maybe he's at a bad angle when he's tweeting. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not buying the gym thing, dude. I just like during Corona time, Adam's in the gym. Like it doesn't even make sense. This is not lining up for me. I'm back on this part of this conversation. I don't think Adam is hurt. Adam never skips a workout. Yeah. Sure, he doesn't. Adam, <laughs> we're going to find out more about you when you come back, buddy. Until then, people on Twitter, bomb him, please. Hit him up on Twitter. You can find me at Clock Dodgers on Twitter, Instagram. Follow us in all these good places. Um, it's important, man. Like, we love you guys, like, interacting with the podcast and, you know, listening to the podcast and all this kind of stuff. And that's part of it. But, like, the experience, the other half of it is interacting with us on social. So hit us up. We love it. Um, if you haven't already, slap the subscribe button. Please hit subscribe if you haven't. I know you're listening to the show each week and just hitting it, but like hit subscribe, hit subscribe, leave a review, all those good things. Cause we have more listens, more downloads than match those things. So we would love if you haven't already um, to do those things. Thank you as always for your support. We couldn't do this without you guys. Clock Dodgers. We love you as always. Be kind, be great. Keep dodging.